Today's reading comes from the book of Esther, chapter 1, starting with the first verse. This happened in the days of Ahasuerus, the same Ahasuerus who ruled over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. In those days when King Ahasuerus sat on his royal throne in the citadel of Susa in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his officials and ministers. The army of Persia and Media and the nobles and governors of the provinces were present while he displayed the great wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and pomp of his majesty for many days, 180 days in all. When these days were completed, the king gave for all the people present in the citadel of Susa, both great and small, a banquet lasting for seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white cotton curtains and blue hangings tied with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl, and colored stones. Drinks were served in golden goblets, goblets of different kinds, and the royal wine was lavished according to the bounty of the king. Drinking was by flagons, without restraint, for the king had given orders to all the officials of his palace to do as each one desires. Furthermore, Queen Vashti gave a banquet for the women in the palace of King Ahasuerus. On the seventh day, when the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mehuman, Bistha, Harbona, Bigta, Abagtha, Zethar, and Carcass, the seven eunuchs who attended him, to bring Queen Vashti before the king, wearing the royal crown, in order to show the peoples and the officials her beauty, for she was fair to behold. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command conveyed by the eunuchs. At this, the king was enraged, and his anger burned within him. Then the king consulted the sages who knew the laws, for this was the king's procedure toward all who were versed in law and custom. And those next to him were Karshena, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Maris, Mersena, and Mamukin, the seven officials of Persia and Media who had access to the king and sat first in the kingdom. According to the law, what is to be done to Queen Vashti because she has not performed the command of King Ahasuerus conveyed by the eunuchs? Then Mamukin said in the presence of the king and the officials, not only has Queen Vashti done wrong to the king, but also to all the officials and all the peoples who are in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus. For this deed of the queen will be made known to all women, causing them to look with contempt on their husbands, since they will say, King Ahasuerus commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, and she did not come. This very day, the noble ladies of Persia and Media, who have heard of the queen's behavior, will rebel against the king's officials, and there will be no end of contempt and wrath. If it pleases the king, let a royal order go out from him, and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, so that it may not be altered, that Vashti is never again to come before King Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. So when the decree made by the king is proclaimed throughout all his kingdom, vast as it is, all women will give honor to their husbands, high and low alike. This advice pleased the king and the officials, 
and the king did as Mamukin proposed. He sent letters to all the royal provinces, to every province in its own script, and to every people in its own language, declaring that every man should be master in his own house. Word of God, word of life. That was a lot, Emily. Way to go. <laughs> Good morning. In policy graduate school, I had to write, uh, read a 1980s book on leadership called Getting to Yes. Maybe some of you have read it. Maybe some of you even have a copy of this classic on your bookshelf. And the premise of the book was overtly optimistic. By following four basic principles, no matter what conflict or negotiation between parties exists, a win-win solution is possible in which everyone can have an easier time getting to yes. I can see why the book was such a bestseller Yes is such a hopeful and seductive and powerful word. Saying yes feels good and right and Christian. Saying yes can change the course of one's life, for heaven's sake. Think about some of the big yeses that you've uh, said in your life. Yes, I accept the job. Yes, I will marry you. Yes, we present our child to receive the sacrament of holy baptism. We are hardwired in our families and in our friendships, in our work lives, in our kids' lives, in our communities, and in our culture, of course, in our churches, to be the kind of people who try to get to yes. This week, my kid was asked to join another jazz band. He's already in the seventh grade jazz band, but the eighth grade jazz band director wanted another saxophone player, and oh, did it feel good as a parent for my kid to be noticed and needed and successful. And so I immediately fired off an email saying yes for him even if it means my tired kid has another early morning practice each week. Maybe the cult classic is correct. Getting to yes in this opportunity-rich, can-do, technology-enabled culture is always possible. But is it preferable? I wonder if all the yeses in our daily lives leave enough space for God's yes. Do we leave enough room for the Spirit to do her best work in and through us and our community? Queen Vashti, I think, is quite a formidable character and example for us in this regard. Here she is. Apparently quite graceful and beautiful, summoned by her husband, the powerful king, to appear before his court in the midst of a wild drinking party so that he might show her off to his drunken friends. 
There's no getting to yes for Queen Vashti, who simply refuses to comply. We can almost hear her reaction to her husband's command. Yeah, that's not going to happen. A simple no, a courageous no. This was all it took to strike fear in the male power structure of the day that advises the king to cast Vashti out and replace her with a new queen, and that is Esther. Sometimes a no is even more powerful than a yes because it makes room for God's yes. In the story of Queen Vashti, her no led to God's yes, God's yes to her autonomy, God's yes to her right to make decisions about her own body, God's yes to her independence despite patriarchy and the demands that society placed upon her. God's yes was for Queen Vashti and for us, those who would hear her story of courage long after she was gone. Sometimes a simple no is exactly right and needed to make space for God's yes to grow. So today at our service, uh, later on in the service, we are blessing and commissioning eight members of the Mount Olivet Care Team. This team has been meeting monthly for about a year and a half, learning together about how to provide supportive visits and prayer and communion for members in their homes and in care centers and nursing homes. Uh, this is the team that augments the pastoral care that Pastor Beth and I um, are able to provide. So many people who either can't be here or have a harder time getting here have been blessed by their presence already. And I have been blessed by their support and encouragement over my first couple of years of ministry here at Mount Olivet. I truly believe that God's yes for this congregation includes a call to care for those who may not always be physically present here among us, but who have been and continue to be a source of strength and memory and story binding this congregation together as the body of Christ. I was thinking back to our first meeting in May of 2022. And there were so many unknowns. There were over 20 people attending that first evening meeting, and there was so much discussion about what the team could be about. Could we provide transportation to church, meals for those going through difficult times, light housework, occasional cards, occasional calls? There were so, there's so many ways to care for those people that we love. And after our initial meeting, some people apologized to me, saying that being on this particular team just wasn't going to be a good fit. My response that a no was just, my, my response was that a no was just as beautiful as a yes, because it was a discernment of call. 
Over time, the group has normed and formed and bonded and prayed and discerned a way to some more no's and a few more yeses. We decided that in this season, at least, we would be a team who would offer simple presence, accompaniment, prayer, and communion to those who might feel isolated or alone. I believe we are here doing this work in this season because we said no to some things, and that left space and time for relationships to deepen and for a few carefully planted yeses to grow with the help of the Spirit. Recently, as most of you know, Mount Olivet said no to continuing the ministry of our child care center. And I can't help but wonder how that no will allow for space and time and energy for a new yes to God's call to emerge among us. We say yes to so many things in our lives, to jazz band, to dinners out, to family obligations, home renovations, summer trips, education, coffees, birthday parties, speaking engagements, weddings, volunteering, lacrosse, swimming, kung fu, choir, all in the same week and sometimes all in the same day. Okay, that felt good to get out. All of these things are good things, opportunities born of a fortunate life. If I'm honest, I'm rarely called to say no to something that's overtly bad, like Queen Vashti was. But as we talk about stewardship and generosity and community building here at Mount Olivet, I wonder what that holy no may be for you that leads you closer to God? What can learning to say no to some things teach us about saying yes to God? What can learning to say no teach us about saying yes to supporting a life of faith and a life of faith in community? What can learning to say no teach us about saying yes to what God is up to in the world? I wonder what may happen with a few carefully planted yeses when given space and time and the right nourishment to grow. Thanks be to God, who is so good, who clears a path, who makes a way, who gets to yes with us. Amen.